Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to make what I hope is an exciting announcement for you all. Uh, we're super excited to announce that we'll be returning once again to the hallowed halls of Dragon Meat uh, in London on Saturday, December the 4th, as part of the returning podcast zone. Uh, obviously, due to COVID, uh, the convention didn't go ahead in 2020, uh, so we're looking forward to coming back after two years away and getting to see folks in person for the well, the first time in a long time. Uh, the full details of the podcast zone itself have yet to be fully announced, um, but for information about Dragon Meat as a whole, head on over to dragonmeat.co.uk uh, for well, for all the details. Uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you all there. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all right then. Uh, so without any further ado, uh, let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Previously on Frontier. Basically, stuff. Stellar Cartography Department. Well, they want to run some more in-depth calibrations on the new sensor upgrades. They have proposed a diversion to the Zakia system. Of interest, though, sir, is the second planet in the system. And they tell me that the Aurora should cover almost the whole planet, sir. Hmm, I'm inclined to agree. So I'd imagine she'd be doing some scans of the planet. Lieutenant Commander Ray, am I seeing this right? But does that look like a titanium signature? Yeah, it checks out. That's a curious signature for an uninhabited planet. Well, what have we got? What's going on? Captain, we found some interesting readings. This uh, system is meant to be uninhabited, isn't it, uh, Commander Ray? Yes, sir. No intelligent life on any of the planets in this system, according to previous reports. Either our sensors are malfunctioning, or the reports were wrong. Hmm. Or perhaps someone's crash-landed. Well, if uh, if somebody's crashed down there, we ought to uh, let to find out. I probably would recommend only a short away mission, sir. We don't want to endanger our people any more than we have to. You, you've got my blessing with that. Uh, put together a team, and um, if we can uh, figure out the transporter side of things, we'll uh, get you down there. Aye, sir. Energize. Okay, so, in the blink of an eye, your view from the transporter pad seems to dissolve away in a shimmering cascade of light, which quickly resolves, from your point of view, into a small clearing between a group of large trees. You just have time to register your wider surroundings as being in what seems to be a shady, uh, fairly densely grown forest, at the edge of which you can't immediately see, and just about find your footing on this new alien world when all of you are buffeted by a series of strong gusts of wind. 
You're not blown off your feet or anything, but as soon as the transporter cycle finishes, you're faced with this kind of unending gale, uh, whipping between the trees and disturbing a lot of the vegetation all around you. It's clear that this area of the planet is already beginning to feel the effects of the predicted storm system. Although, looking up, you can still see sunlight breaking through the upper forest canopy, so it's maybe a safe bet that the worst of the weather is very much still to come. As you adjust to these surroundings, what strikes you first is the nature of the plant life all around you. The forest floor is carpeted with a thick undergrowth of uh, vines, leaves and smaller plants, and the trees, although uh, sturdy looking, are all sort of swaying gently in the increasingly strong winds. Uh, colour is all around you, uh, plants in vibrant greens, reds, purples, golds, uh, all apparently finding their place in this forest. Welcome to Jakir 2. What would you like to do? I think the first thing that uh, Starfleet officers do when they're being done anywhere is without a tricorder. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> <laughs> scanning the horizon. Okay. <laughs> what are you, uh, with your tricorder, what are you scanning for exactly? Uh, I well, I will whip up the um, tricorder, and my intention is to scan for um, any trace of those lithium and titanium readings that were picked up previously. Sure. Uh, can you do a reason science check for me then? Uh, difficulty two. Okay, so that's two d twenty. Yep. As you're not on the ship, we are not getting any help from ship systems. <clears throat> Rolling there. 17 and a 6. Uh, so Reason Science, you were trying to get uh, under under 17. 17 or under. So yeah, that is two successes. Nice. So yeah, you, you kind of... Spinning on the spot, you've, you've got your... I, I believe you said you picked up a speciali specialist scientific tricorder <laughs> um, uh, when yeah. you were gearing up. And sort of scanning around. It, takes a, you know, it still takes a, a little while before the, the traces come up. And the tricorder tells you that you're still picking up those readings roughly five miles to the just about northeast, and they're all in that same direction, in, at about the same distance. Okay. So you have a little bit of a trek ahead of you, if you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was unintentional. No, no, no. You know, it's all it's all good. Yeah. Um, so, what direction did you say that was going in? Five miles in the northeast direction. It seems like the transporter chief did their best at getting you close down here, but with all the interference and that, this is probably the best they could do. Tricolor readings are coming through. Looks like about five miles that way. We're gonna have to make the rest of the journey on foot by the look of it. All right. I hope you all bought your walking boots. Hi, sir. It was a figure of speech. In her head, she's like, it was a figure of speech, but never mind. <laughs> Just imagine Johnny checking his boots. Like, yeah. Ariela just smiles at the rest of them. Um, I would like to also do a um, tricorder check to mm -hmm. see if what life signs are in our vicinity sure. and possible direction towards where we're supposed to go. Okay, um, can I get a reason science check from you on this one? I guess that this is a bit more of a general scan, so this would be a difficulty mm. one. So uh, 2d20, uh, reason science, uh, trying to get under 12 here. Uh. Uh, 20 and a 9. <laughs> so you got your one success, but you also got a complication. So if, you, if I have a complication, I can either make things hard for you now, as in something goes wrong as a result of this roll, or I can bank two threat. I think I'm going to bank the two threat for now, because you did get the one success. 
So you, your scan is successful. I did say it was difficulty one, but you got that complication on top. So I'm going to bank that threat for later. Okay. Keep a note of that. Okay. All right. So <laughs> um, here's what your your scan um, picks up then. So as, you, as you're sort of moving around with your tricorder, you're getting life form readings basically all around you, various different sizes and things. It, it's it's the you're sort of like you're standing almost like in a sort of Borneo style kind of rainforest going like I wonder if there's any animals near me sort of thing mm. can I tell from the reading the threat level not or? really no okay. um, I mean you, you're you're definitely picking up ones of various sizes mm-hmm. but without sort of you know getting a look at an animal you're not going to know what it's um, yeah you're not picking really up a lot of tech you know sort of technology near you or anything this is literally just like there's a lot of life form readings but yeah if this is a sort of close range scan you're not detecting any kind of processed metals or anything in you know okay. in the in the immediate vicinity but yeah as i say variety of different animals or different life form sizes and that um i mean the plants are obvious but um you're sort of getting movement all around you really the the range of the tricorder sort of you know you can you can vary it and that but um yeah a lot of stuff here yeah <laughs> okay at this point uh just about audible over the growing winds uh murphy your comm badge pips call to murphy come in it's definitely sounding way more distorted than you used to uh but you can still make out the captain's words murphy here just checking you all made it to the ground commander uh what's the situation down there so far so good sir we seem to have landed in the forest here, five miles from where we found the Dilithium signature. But I need to head that direction, Captain. Okay, uh, check in every hour, but uh, let us know if there's any developments. Will do, sir. Collins out. The signal is definitely um, being distorted by uh, uh, interference in the atmosphere. I mean, it's, it's not the same usual kind of clear <laughs> clear comm signal that you're used to uh, when you make calls on board the ship mm. that's a bit of point of concern for Murphy because if they can't hail the ship the ship doesn't know what's going on mm. and that could spell trouble um, she's going to look about and right Commander Ray yeah. isn't that storm heading out this direction well, unless my eyes are deceiving me those cloud formations would suggest that and I think we should probably make our way towards the signature. And if the weather does turn, find somewhere, just in case. I don't particularly want to be caught out. I don't think any of us do, Commander. Everybody ready to go? Aye, sir. Aye. Let's head out then. So, uh, as you set off then, uh, in the direction of the readings, uh, the tree cover around you is, is fairly thick. Uh, but you can still snatch glimpses of the sort of churning skies above you. Uh, as I said, uh, the main part of the storm system that you'd seen from orbit hasn't really fully hit you yet, and uh, you can still see through to the upper atmosphere. Um, you can just about make out the uh, the kind of beautiful shining green tendrils of the aurora effects uh, beginning to cover the skies, although also visible is a worrying, kind of rather scary-looking, actually, <laughs> build-up of uh, towering dark storm clouds on the horizon. Uh, seemingly heading in your direction 
Uh, it definitely looks like you're not going to have long before the aurora is going to be completely obscured by this storm. And, uh, well, at that point, you, you kind of have to contend with everything that comes with the storm as well. Uh, as you look up, I should also say um, that your eyes are drawn to your first sight of native wildlife. As you can see, small flying creatures are sort of zooming around, uh, trying to find, it seems, some kind of shelter in the trees from the winds, uh, perhaps trying to find their nests. Um, they're a little ways above you, so you don't get a great look, um, but I'd say uh, size-wise they kind of, they seem to be sort of analogous to like small nesting birds. Nothing bigger than like a, I guess like a crow, uh, at least as far as you can see uh, at the moment, that is. Um, would it be fair to say, and I guess this is something for us to agree on as a group, are we travelling single file as we go? How, is it really dense foliage to the point where we kind of have to do this? Somebody's going to be up front clearing a path and everybody else is following in the wake? I'll leave it to you how you how you want to move through. The, the, the foliage is fairly dense, but it's you know it, it's kind of patchy in certain places. So um, and the trees, there's enough of a gap mostly that you you know you wouldn't have to be single file the whole way if you didn't want to. Um, but there's you know it's it's a forest. There's and it's sort of rainforest style. So there is a lot of undergrowth. There is a lot of kind of lower level plants as well as the the higher trees and that. So you are going to sort of you know it's not a walk. There's not a path basically. You know. What I'm saying. I think Murphy would probably then just suggest that they just go in pairs. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, a pair in front and a pair behind. Probably Murphy up front with uh, Conher behind her um, with whoever wants to be. So one security person in each pair sort of thing? Yeah. 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 Makes sense. I'll leave all that to you. <laughs> who's, who's going with who? <laughs> who's with Johnny? I ain't drawing the short straw. <laughs> I'll go second. Okay, so we've got Murphy and Ray up front then, and uh, Connor and um, Dr. Arela uh, behind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how spaced out are you? Are you? I think we'd stay pretty close. Yeah. I think we'd all be within earshot of each other. It's, it, it's yeah. got to be the kind of formation where like, it, it could be a four-way com- conversation, but it can go into the individuals, I suppose. If it yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. Okay. As I'm at the front with um, the commander, mm-hmm. I'm watching the path as we go, because you, you, you say it's quite dense forest, but then if there are animals around, it's possible we might find some ways through the foliage where animals have gone through before us. Sure. So try, trying to take those routes rather than look going towards a really dense clump of um, tree or bush and then having to hack through it or phaser it away which might cause more disturbances so i'm kind of watching for any sort of cutaways or cut throughs we can take sort of looking for tracks and things yeah looking for looking for tracks that we can follow not for yeah but look, looking for ways that an animal might have gone through and then using that as a cut through sure okay um i guess we can make a check of this uh what would it be though Hmm. Definitely insight. Almost like insight security, kind of. Hmm. It's kind of a pathfinding task. Yeah. Hmm. Let's go insight security on this. I think because daring security would be like if you're sort of trying to fight your way through something or, or something like that. But yeah. insight security, if you're just kind of you're looking for a way forward, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I'll make this. Hmm. If you're just kind of doing this passively and you're not too fussed about, you know, okay, we might run into some hard stuff, I'll make this a difficulty one. If you're trying to find a specific ongoing um, sort of path, uh, this is going to be harder. 
So if you're going, what what do you think? Just a kind of passive, like keeping an eye out sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not not, diff- not, not not deliberately looking for every single easy route, but if I spot one, then we take it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, give me an insight security check then, please. Okay. One d twenty. Two d twenty. It's always two. At least two. It's always it's always um, two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys can spend um, momentum to um, make extra dice rolls, but it's always minimum two. Okay, here we go. So, 10 or under for this. Ooh. We have a 17 and a 15. Uh, I don't know, it looks pretty... Uh, <laughs> it looks some, you know. I fall into a punji pit. <laughs> <laughs> Who put this... Punji pit. <laughs> Who put this Geneva Convention breaking punji pit here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in a planet billions of miles away from the Geneva Convention. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you don't, it's, it's pretty wild out here, you know. Your experience, I would say. I mean, you have um, xenobiology and that, but would it be fair to say? I know you do a bit of mountain climbing. Would it be fair to say that Ray is maybe not not great with forests? Not great yeah. with forests. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's fair enough to say. You had more of a theory in your head then, like a like a a thought of like, oh, I've read about this. Like, if we look for yeah. tracks, we might find an easier way through. But you've never really done it before. No. Yeah. So I just okay. kind of, I've just, I've tried to wing it, yeah. and I failed miserably. Fair enough. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty tough going. <laughs> I've heard. I've got images of coming out of the forest at the other end at the location we're going for, and there's just going to be thorns sticking out of my uniform in every possible place. <laughs> like Bra- a twig like in space, the hair. And, yeah, yeah, space brambles and, you know, the odd space caterpillar crawling up my sleeve. Yeah. Just put space in front of everything. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like you, nothing's preventing you going forward, but you're not noticing any kind of identifiable tracks taken by larger animals through the woods so either they're either you're not either they're not there or you're just not seeing them could be either or to be honest yeah or it just, it just might be the luck of things that the path that you're taking is you know you're not coming across any sort of larger tracks or anything yeah maybe it's not as well traveled as i'd hoped it was hmm. I mean, Murphy's scan, you know, did say there are some large animals here, and you you, you do hear sort of sounds about you, a little bit muffled by the, um, yeah, the the sort of strong winds. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like there's nothing there. I mean, at the moment, most of anything larger is kind of sort of not really showing itself. But the, you know, as you look around, you can see there are, you know, the sort of wildlife moving about and that. You know, mostly mm. keeping its distance from you guys because you're a little bit sort of uh, unknown to them. Nah, yeah, we're the, we're the freaks. We're the freaks in town. <laughs> but yeah. Um, while we're travelling, we're sort, mm. of, as we're sort of just stepping through the undergrowth and what have you, uh, Johnny's kind of visibly tense and is looking around. Uh, he's thinking about past experiences and um, sort of says to nobody in particular, um, do we have any idea what we might find here? Because he's kind of in the dark a little bit at this point <laughs> out of the group. That's true. You were just told to report to the transporter room. <laughs> you weren't really told a lot, were you? Yeah, he's he's very much thinking about the crash landing with uh, Murphy in the past and hearing the noise of the wildlife and what have you as he's looking around. Yeah, we that phase is in his mission. hand. We forgot to have a mission briefing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, you could just torture him by not telling him. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so what is he just meant by silence and he's like is that what's happening here We're like hey commander what are we looking for here and just no response 
We're okay. off to find something. <laughs> that, that's a that's a little bit vague, Commander. So is I the prize. <laughs> I really rolls her eyes. Prize? And he's he's now looking behind them in extra tense. Definitely got that phaser up in a right. ready position. Yeah, really, you're definitely feeling his tension. Tension. Um, Stop freaking out. Um, Ray's just at the front, sort of sniggering to himself as he hears what's going on behind him. As he tries not to stand in the thorn bush, he's just spied. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for like bringing us back into the moment, the wind's howling, and like this planet is going to be torn by like some terrible storm soon. And Johnny's definitely not got any idea of this, but the, the atmosphere is <laughs> awful. So yeah, he's just going to str- suffer there. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and carry on and like he's not even going to respond to being told not to freak out he's just going to continue to look around and remain ready <laughs> would it be safe to say you were kind of a little bit shouting over the wind when you were sort of what's going on what are we doing here yeah if, yeah. if it's as blustery as you've said it is then yeah there's going to be a certain amount of that yeah. I guess it's not like full on gale force winds at the moment but it's definitely there's wind blowing through the tree and like I say you will have to raise your voice just slightly if, if there's a little bit of a um, a little bit of a gap between the two pairs. Um, For um, scene settings' sake, I don't think. Did you say the, what the light levels are like? It's daytime, um, but okay. with the oncoming clouds, you can imagine it's going to be getting a little bit darker as that sort of storm comes overhead. Um, okay. So the more we travel, the gloomier it gets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, a lot of light is being blocked by the upper canopy. Um, but it's not. It, it yeah. It's a pretty thick forest, but it's not. It's not like dark down here, and you can definitely see where you're going and that. But it's um yeah. It's daytime. Daytime in a forest lighting basically. Okay. Yeah. So as you raise your voice to shout, not or not shout, but you know say, <laughs> ask what's going on. Can I get? This is just going to be. Anybody can make this check actually. In fact, all of you can if you want. Uh, okay. I want just another passive sort of perception thing here. So I guess this is for each of you just to hmm. Let, let's call a, let's okay in, in terms of translating like a D&D perception check into this let's call a perception check inside security for now because that seems you know security sort of part of that is being actively sort of you know on the lookout yeah on the lookout checking yeah. for things and things so let's call it in, yeah yeah let's go with inside security I think so anybody who wants to make this check I think, I think we all should yeah yeah yep. I think we all should so 2d20, so Johnny gets a 19 and a 16, Ray gets an 8 and a 5, Murphy gets a 14 and a 10, and Irela gets a 20 and a 5. Okay. Johnny, going for insight security, was getting looking for under 11, so he didn't get any successes. Ray got an 8 and a 5, he was going for under 10, so he got two successes. So this was going to be difficulty one, so you guys have a communal... Um, momentum pool um, as Ray got two successes on a difficulty one uh, you guys can bank a momentum point Murphy got a 14 and a 10 looking to get under 14 so that's two successes from Murphy as well so that's a second point of momentum for you guys yeah. <laughs> now really you got 20 and a 5 so yep. so that is a complication and a success so you again <laughs> The complication here so here's what happens then so as johnny raises his voice as you're walking along um are you still walking as you say this or are you sort of pausing what's the yeah still, still going you're going keep okay. the momentum going still trundling 
So uh, you raise your voice, and as uh, just at that moment, um, you and the doctor are walking past uh, a sort of fairly large, sort of like a bush, but it's got a sort of kind of creeping sort of vine round it with a lot of closed kind of um, look almost like kind of seed pods. Mm. And the moment you raise your voice above the sort of the wind, um, all the seed pods open in a in a line, and the closest one shoots out a, s- a small barb which embeds itself into the side of your tricorder Doctor jumps slightly and then looks at it curiously and then over at the seed pods hmm I think we should probably keep our voices down relatively speaking do we uh-huh. hear the thud yeah, yeah. by any chance do, do we hear any of that over the wind I was going to say, because well, me yeah. and the commander are wandering forward. Yeah, like, they, this them. is the thing, yeah. Uh, I, would, I, I stop would... and go, what? What did you say? Mm, that's what I was thinking Johnny might do, is that he, he was the one that was turning to the rest of them and saying at the time whatever he was saying, and this was the reaction, so... so yeah, I think he would probably <laughs> shout, what? Okay. okay um... <laughs> so... <laughs> So you and wouldn't as have soon heard... as he shouts, Irela is just going to be rolling her eyes. Are you rolling? Are you just, you're just rolling your eyes, is that? <laughs> um, so Johnny shouts, "What?" At the sound of the voice, three more of the buds shoot out barbs in the direction of the voice. I would imagine <laughs> Murphy and uh, Ray, you didn't hear anything that the doctor said, but you did hear Johnny shouting, "What?" So I would imagine, are you, what are, you, are you turning around? What are you? Yeah, I'll yeah. glance yeah. over. So yeah, yeah. But we can around. we can roll this into your perception check. If this is all happening as one sort of moment, um, <laughs> as the two of you got, <laughs> you, you hear Johnny shouting in time to see three barbs shooting out at the sound of his voice. Um, now then, I'm going to need, because the Doctor and Johnny are kind of stood sort of next to each other. I think I'm going to need... To figure out what a dodge roll would be. I guess okay, so this is gonna be fitness security checks from both of you to see if you can react in time to um dodge. So this is gonna be from uh Johnny and Irela. I need fitness security checks. Difficulty two. Oh in this moment, just before we go any further, mm. as Johnny's probably now looked towards the doctor, has he seen the pods open in this moment. Yes, you saw the you saw the, the pods right. opening. Um, so you didn't see the first barb go, and you wouldn't have heard it because it's just like a little kind of thing. And there's the wind, you know. But because he's super high tension right now, <laughs> and he sees those pods open, sure, he's going to dive towards the doctor and try and bring it to the ground. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> this is a okay. We'll make this check just for Johnny then. So this is a you get the um, fitness uh, fitness security. Two, I guess, again, because this is a reaction sort of thing. <laughs> oh dear. Well, this is not so bad. You're trying to get under 15. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> That's one success and a complication. Um, 20 into 13. Alrighty. Well, uh, don't, don't, tell me, don't, tell me, don't tell me he pushes the doctor down and saves her, but then gets a barb in his ass. That's definitely a complication. Can't steal the thunder. Let's see what happens. I mean, I think it'd probably be worse if it's the doctor that gets injured. 
Yeah, I think he would. I think that'd be worse for <laughs> for Johnny if the doctor got injured. Johnny, you managed to knock the doctor sort of out of the way, um, and two of the barbs miss. One of them pokes you in your left arm. They're not huge barbs; they're a couple of inches long, but it's enough to pierce through your uniform and, and sort of stick in your arm like you've like like a sort of thorn kind of thing. Not amazingly painful. Okay. So no immediate like agony or anything. No, no, no immediate. Right. Agony. Well, he's going to grab it and rip it straight out then. Okay. <laughs> the commander Uvula looks round, uh, looks at the two lieutenant commanders, and motions for them to stay quiet. Johnny kind of eyes wide, sort of, yeah. He, he stares at her and nods intensely, and then turns towards the doctor to see if she's all right. Is she all right? Avila like quickly checks over, and I seem to be fine. She says quietly. And he kind of nods and gets up and uh, looks at his arm. And um, I suppose kind of when we leans in close and says, um, could you scan my arm? I got stuck by one of those things. He really just gives him a look of, of course you did. Of course. It does seem like the kind of thing that happens to him. Johnny's just dying inside right now. He's he's getting up on his feet. He's brushing himself off. And uh, yeah, Murphy is just looking, going, "What is going on?" Johnny's like, if there's a way of doing this on the move, then there's kind of like he's got a sense of stepping forwards as Mm -hmm. the doctor's trying to start work. Whether this is viable or not, (laughs) you'll have to tell me. Sure. Yeah. No. You can do a you could do a walk and scan. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess do this will be a uh, difficulty one reason medicine. So you're trying to get under fifteen, sixteen or thirteen. Okay. So yeah, that's a difficulty one. Yeah, one success. You're not detecting any terrible poisons or anything, Johnny. Your arm is feeling a little around around the spot where you were sort of hit. It's feeling a little numb, like not fully sort of. You know, local anaesthetic, but it's just a little bit kind of numb. But as you're sort of walking, the feeling does come back. But yeah, Doctor, you're not you're discover you're not sort of um, detecting any kind of major irregularities in the system or at all or anything around the actual thing. I mean, you're picking up some unknown compounds, but that's to be sort of expected on um, a, a brand new planet kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Johnny, you personally are feeling that armpit is feeling slightly numb around the area that you were hit. Okay. Whether you want to relate this to the doctor or not, I will leave it up to you. But he's kind of like clenching his hand and flexing and trying to like get the feeling back into it, like pins and needles. And uh, yeah, he's got an expectant look in his face as the doctor's scanning. It doesn't appear anything life-threatening. <laughs> I would say. Could you could you read that in in her face? Is that fair to say, Irina? I don't know how good is he at facial expressions. Well, it, it feels like Irina's pretty... She's got a good poker face, maybe? Or at least for him, certainly. Um, <laughs> how much do you want to torture him is the question. Are you going to just give him a nod to be like, okay, things are fine, or do you want to have an inscrutable look on your face and kind of nod to yourself or something? <laughs> Draw it out. So he really looks thoughtful. How does it feel... I I can't feel very much, to be honest. It feels kind of numb. Hmm. 
we're leading in pretty close for this conversation, obviously. Well, I can't detect anything harmful, so you should be fine. But if it changes, you need to tell me, right? Of course. Okay, right. Um, I guess we'll just keep going. And he sort of separates and moves away from her and tries to look professional. He really follows behind, trying to not smirk too much. <laughs> um, so yeah, as I say, I mean, the, the feeling comes back after a couple of minutes. It seems like whatever was causing the numbing is... It was only... It was quite a mild thing. You, you were hit by one small kind of thorn dart type thing. You know, it doesn't appear to be kind of a, a life-threatening sort of thing, but you can't help but think if you'd have been hit by... You know, the, <laughs> you got lucky there, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Johnny's definitely got that on his mind and yeah. is, is now very wary about everything, all the more so. Mm. Either that or the um, the dosage... Uh, well, dosage, but, you know, I mean, the amount of um, numbing thing in the in the thorn was maybe not would it would have been more effective on a small animal yeah but johnny's a johnny's a human dude <laughs> was um as um was was ray were ray and murphy in were we that we moved away enough to be able to talk at normal levels or were they still whispering uh you wouldn't have been able to hear i guess the doctor and um johnny talking but you, i mean you you heard him shout what turn around and see him get stuck in the arm as he pushed the doctor out of the way um, and right. the doctor kind of say like let's keep our voices down but um, at that point yeah you, I guess you guys are sort of a little bit separated aren't you? Not a huge amount though but sort of mm. yeah. yeah Okay They've started, well, we, we're waiting we're standing on the spot waiting for them to catch up with us to find out what's happened mm. Yeah, yeah that's okay. what I was thinking What happened Denson? Um, he kind of sees the mouth move and moves closer and goes Sorry, sir, what was that? I said, what happened? Are you okay? Um, I, I was trying to ask everybody what we were doing because nobody's told me and he's looking kind of sheepish. Um, but And then I, I shouted and it seems that some of the native wildlife reacts badly to uh, loud noises. It was quite aggressive and, well, you saw what happened. My arm's kind of numb, but I, I think I'm going to be all right. Well, you know what they say, no sense, no feeling. Um, just, I, I, sir? Just, just, just kidding, Anson. They're harsh. Mur- Mur- <laughs> Murphy's trying not to grin. Murphy's trying so hard not yeah. to grin. Yeah. Just kidding, Anson. No, I'm glad it wasn't anything more serious. But we'll take that advice on board. Let's keep the levels low in terms of volume as we go. I, sir? We're looking for the source of the dilithium and titanium signatures detected from orbit, Anson. Basically, those readings shouldn't exist on a planet this far away from the Federation, and not in the form that we're detecting them in. So that's why we're down here. But it could be a crashed ship. That's one it's theory, a, certainly. It's a possibility. That's what we're here to find out. And, uh, Johnny kind of pulls himself up a little bit, and uh, thinking about the fact that he was on a crashed ship and having a moment of like, oh, I could save somebody. Maybe this is a moment where I can redeem myself a little bit, in my own eyes at least. Um, yeah, he just kind of looks a little bit more composed and sort of looks ahead and says, uh, how far till we get there? We've got about a five-mile track ahead of us, Simpson. I feel like you would have heard the five-mile call when you oh, were... Oh, well, yeah. I was wondering if maybe we'd travelled a little distance before all this happened. Oh. But that was... 
Um, Ten meters. <laughs> he took three steps and got shot in the arm. Like, Fair enough. I, I didn't know if you were going to be crappy. There's a little bit of pass. I'd imagine you guys have been walking for a, a few minutes before this incident. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it wasn't like you can't still see the point where you're where you beamed in. Um, <laughs> kind of doing an are we there yet? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw um, Johnny a bone here because he's been he's been getting it from all directions recently. Uh, Ray look, just looks at him and says, um, "I saw what you did to protect the doctor over there, Anson. Nice job. Thank you, sir. What any good security officer would do." Exactly. Flashes a look at, at the uh, commander as he says that. Catch whether there was any sense of approval in that from what he said. Murphy, Murphy just starts and then just turns and walks up. Yeah, just, just try not to get yourself killed too quickly, Anson. <laughs> right, Again, <sir>. like. <laughs> <You're> kind of- <laughs> really- I feel, I feel like Ray knows like some of Murphy's like, um, uh. Uh, Dominion War experience and it's like, yeah, most of the people that sh- w- work with her have died <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I, th- I think there'd be a bit of that. Cause I think yeah. We've served on the Tenzing together and Johnny's the new guy. So, yeah, I, I, I imagine that, they, that Ray and Murphy do talk a bit on shit about stuff that's gone on in the past. Yeah, Ray kind of knows some stories about Murphy and Murphy's just like quietly just just like glares whenever he tries to bring one up around him. Yeah, <laughs> don't, exactly. don't reveal my secrets. <laughs> my, my terrible secret that everyone who works for me dies. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. Exactly. No, well, not exactly. everyone, but yeah. <laughs> I think actually, I, actually, come to think of it, I think someone did die in her backstory for the, um, oh, for one uh, of your life yeah, events but, kind of thing. Yeah, I mm. actually do, <laughs> but yeah. Wow, yeah. Hearing that, Johnny's like his emotions are like a yo-yo. He was he was feeling a bit better, and now he's kind of feeling a bit more wary again. Just knocked <laughs> him down him, again. Dropping, <laughs> dropping a few steps back to sort of get back into formation with the way that they were. See, that is, that's one. That is one of the things about Ray because he doesn't expect all of the crew to trust him, and it's because he says things like that. <laughs> 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 it's first impressions, and Johnny is definitely feeling his rank right now. That's for sure. Yeah. You, you built him up with a nice compliment about you know saving the doctor, and then you immediately are like, hopefully you won't die very quickly. Like it's, <laughs> you know. Well, the doctor probably won't have heard what was said, but they will definitely be aware of the change in Johnny's emotions. Yeah, I mean, with the the, the emotional roller coaster that Johnny was on, then would you say it was like stressed, then? Relieved and Rest the utter dread. Yeah, it sort of built determined, up. Of I think like, might be fair to say, like yeah. determined for a moment, and then that was sort of diminished. Yeah. Have we got a ship's counselor on the thing? We do. Team? Yeah. Right, you better book an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> As John falls back, the doctor puts her hand on his arm and goes, "Thank you," and don't take it too much to heart. You'll be fine. Thank you, Doctor. Oh. I'll be careful from now on. He kind of nods and separates out again, and uh, we're back to marching forwards. Okay. <laughs> if Murphy, if you want to be leading the way, then you, you, you've got a sort of general direction. I would imagine 
Ray referring to the tricorder every once in a while. Would that be mm. safe to say? Make sure we're heading in the right direction. Um, I need a difficulty two insight security check. Um, mm -hmm. But you, I just noticed you have survival in your focuses, so that's, let's drop that to difficulty one because you, you know what you're doing. Basically. Oh, it's just still 2d20. Yeah. yeah, still 2d20, unless you want to spend a momentum for a, um, a, a third dice, but um, that is up to you. No, 14 and a 7? Well, you, yeah, that's two successes anyway. So that's, if anything, you've just given yourself a third momentum point. You guys are building this up. <laughs> okay, making a note. Yeah. So yeah, you're able to, um, as a group, make quite uh, good progress with Murphy sort of leading the way. You know, you've had a bit of experience in um, sort of finding your way through sort of rough terrain, including sort of jungles like this and things like that. So this is, um, you, you, you're doing a better job than Ray did when he was looking for sort of <laughs> inexpertly looking for sort of tracks <laughs> through the things. You, you were able to kind of find some easier routes through. Yeah. I'd imagine given like the security role that she would be well familiar with those kind of like survival techniques and things so hmm. i mean yeah as i said you've got to focus in survival as well so it'd be probably would it be fair to say that like whether through experience or through additional training you you've kind of you know what you're doing sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. so over the course of the next um next hour you uh, you make fairly good progress i mean we're not talking like making it all the way to your destination but you you know it's not like you're on flat ground you are still having to pick your way through a forest but you're not really running into any impediments as you go and yeah you so say you make it you're now about two and a half miles you're about halfway to the um the sort of the readings um and you as you sort of begin to see a gap in the trees ahead um, it's taking you about an hour like i say to, to make it two and a half miles it's pretty good going anyway really um mainly at this point though like i say down to murphy's pathfinding skills so yeah, as i say up ahead you start to see a gap in the trees um you can see other trees further along so you guess what this would just be sort of like a bit of a clearing but it'll be your first kind of major clearing that you come across in the um in the forest so far i'm going to make a hand signal and slow the pace of our um walking towards the edge of the the clearing but not venturing mm -hmm. into the clearing just to approach it quite cautiously okay there's a clearing up ahead let's take it slow oh one thing i should actually probably say as well so throughout uh, throughout this hour's walk you do see a lot more plants with these kind of seed pod buds like you saw open up and it seems to be not limited to just one type of plant that you you weren't you didn't just happen to be next to the you know the spine bush or whatever <laughs> um you know now you've seen them it seems to be almost like a kind of it's not as like ubiquitous as leaves but a lot of plants seem to have these little kind of extra little seed pod type things on them um some are kind of vines you know the pod is literally just in in you know mass of vines or whatever sometimes the pod is coming out of the sort of side of a you know sort of leafy kind of bush plant or whatever certain trees have them so large flowering plants have them in as a central sort of thing um these seem to be the largest of them that you've seen is this it's almost like a i don't want to say like a giant venus flytrap but i'm just trying to sort of give you a point of reference here um, yeah a little bit like a triffid <laughs> but the central kind of feature is a, is a closed um seed pod type thing kind of like the jumanji flowers that's a good point of reference. Oh, okay. But yes, anyway, so you've seen um, 
the, these seed pods on a variety of different plants as you've been walking through, um, including these much larger ones, which you've been... Now, it's the thing of, like, now you've seen what they do, you've been able to kind of, at least kind of give a bit more of a distance, but because <laughs> you've seen what they do, you're able to, you know, you're, you're suddenly ultra aware that, well, these things are kind of everywhere, sort of thing. Can Ray initiate a slightly distance tricorder scan of these? See if you can get any more information on them. Oh, yeah, you, you can scan them. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, so if I, if I roll for a tricorder scan... This would be reason science check. 16 and 15. So you were aiming for under 17, so that's pretty good. So two successes. Um, oh, I forgot to say what <laughs> what difficulty check. Um, uh. I was going to say... I mean, d yeah, d difficulty... Difficulty one, I guess. If if you're trying to now, if you're scanning that particular bit, you've kind of you've already through Johnny getting shot in the arm, got on the information that these things you, you you're not going in completely blind, basically. Yeah, no. So yeah. Um, it's, it's more just like a kind of I'm doing little scans as we go. If I see a slightly different looking plant, just to see if anything else crops up, anything different. Yeah. So sort of getting almost like cataloging different size ones. Is that kind of? Would you say? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, what I'll, t I'll say with that two successes then is you 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 notice that they've all got sort of similar features, and um, as I say, it's kind of like like how different flowers all you know they they might look different, but they've all got the kind of central sort of stamen bit and things like that, and and that this is a similar type of thing. Th these these kind of pod bits, they're all d slightly different depending on the plant that they're kind of a part of, but it does seem that it's like a common part of plant life, at least in this area. You know, it's that it, <laughs> it's it's either revolved separately, weirdly, in all the same places. I know, you know, everything eventually becomes crab, but like everything, you know, <laughs> evolution. But um, yeah, the um, yeah, there, there's. There's some similarities in all of them, but they they have kind of visual differences, sort of, um, a, a, you know, as you're scanning, you know, like the smaller ones might be a little bit more twisted. The the larger ones seem to be more like a giant kind of, like almost like a kind of opening flower type, thi you know, apparatus kind of thing. All of them, though, you sort of detect a similar kind of, um, almost like a, a little cluster of kind of spiny barbs inside. This so they've all got a kind of defense mechanism that yes. is very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, what this evolved in response to, you can't say, but um, this just seems to be a common feature. And they, they all, like I say, the, the tricorder's picking up as best as it can without you opening another one up. Essentially, just it's sort of saying, you're noting the similarities between all of them. And they all kind of seem to have like a central kind of barbed bit, which is revealed when it pops open. Um yeah, what's on the barbs? You would have to scan an individual barb itself, and I'm guessing you don't want to open a pod. Um, Not at this stage, no. No, <laughs> no. Don't, don't, I don't intend to set one off just to get a barb at this point. <laughs> the at this point there is doing a lot of heavy lifting. But <laughs> well, well, the, the scientific, the further scientific inquiry can come later once we've accomplished our main objective. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, but you, you think that your your second um, um, tank commander um, fell would probably, you know, as head of biosciences, appreciate these scans that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you're getting a little sort of mini catalogue of like the the features that are common to a lot of the plants in here. I mean, they are still plants, you know. They're not just, <laughs> they're not kind of looking at you or anything like that. Um, no. 
But it's the similarity in their defence mechanism that is probably going to be the most intriguing. Yeah, um, but as I say, you would kind of put it down to like plants on Earth. A lot of them have similar structures, even if the plants themselves are different. And it's a similar yeah. thing here. Like these plants all seem to have this as a kind of part of them in one form or another. Mm. So the only question that's really um, raised mind is if they're all, if they all respond to high high frequency or high volume sound bursts. That's the only question that really comes to mind because there's not many. I don't think there's any plants in Earth history, like Star Trek or in real life, that respond to being sort of shouted at. It's usually a proximity thing. Well, we know that plants do respond to the vibrations from sound. Mm. That's why people play their music. Yeah. But also, um, they can use, sometimes some of them can use vibrations to chemical signals. Mm. So it's Chem- definitely a possibility. Yeah, um, that's a, that's whether a it's point. the same frequency that they respond yeah. to or not. Yeah. In the context of where we are at the moment on this planet, it's. I suppose it's kind of like, are they responding to be- because the noises that we're making are alien to it? I mean, there's no humanoid life here. Perhaps that's what set it off. You do know that the howling wind doesn't seem to be setting anything off, but that is a kind of lower frequency sort of. It's not yeah. howling like high pitched. It's kind of a. It, the wind is. So that's why vib- the wind is definitely vibrating everything. Yeah, plants are blowing around and they're not being set off by that. So it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a sort of low rumble, as opposed to. Yeah, I mean, very much like it's evolved. You're in a forest, so it's still quite. It's quite sheltered, really. You are you are feeling the wind, mm. and you know you're having to raise your voices to shout to each other if you're any distance. But yeah. you can imagine that the forest is probably stopping a lot of this, you know, the worst of this oncoming storm. Indeed. So, given given the way the planet is, the plants have probably evolved to not to like be aware of the noises and not be affected by them because it's all natural surrounding. So maybe our presence and the noises we make are what trigger it. Possibly. Your tricorder scan doesn't tell you that. No, I'm I'm simply theorising. Yes. So, speaking of then, uh, speaking of the storm, so you step out into um, this sort of clearing. Then, Murphy, uh, you sort of slowed everybody down as you were approaching it. Um, yeah, just taking it slow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as you uh, as you step out from under the trees, then uh, you can see that this is a fairly wide, uh, horizontally, I mean, um, gap in the vegetation. Uh, it looks like at some time or another there was perhaps some kind of seismic event or something of that nature uh, that has affected the topography of the landscape uh, around here as there is a kind of bit of a downward slope from where you're currently stood uh, to where the forested area seems to resume uh, there's not a lot of uh, vegetation on the slope uh, for whatever reason the trees just haven't really grown here uh, but it is studded with quite a lot of large sort of rocky outcroppings that you haven't really seen anything like that as you've been making your way through the uh, through the forest, um, it doesn't look like tough to cross, uh, but it's definitely kind of different terrain uh, to that that you've been kind of making your way through for the past hour or so. Uh, with this first kind of proper gap in the trees as well, uh, you get your first sort of good look up at the sky in some time. Uh, you're still able to see the occasional sort of twinkle of the aurora high above you, uh, but the sky is now sort of completely dominated by this huge oncoming storm. Uh, you're almost having to kind of crane your neck <laughs> sort of backwards to look up at it as the sort of menacing-looking clouds uh, are towering over you. 
uh, you begin to realize that the estimates that you made on board the Tenzing of having maybe seven or eight hours before you were sort of inundated with bad weather might have been a little bit off. Uh, it certainly looks as if it's going to start raining on the away team very shortly. That storm's closer than we thought. We're going to have to hunker down somewhere. Ensign, scan for some sort of shelter, maybe a cave or something nearby. I saw any pulls out his tricorder and um, sort of scans towards the rocky area. Okay. Um, can I get a... Hmm. I guess this will be reason science because you're scanning for stuff. Difficulty one. If you're just doing a general sort of cave scan. <laughs> well, this would be a sort of feature, I guess, of tricorders. Not caves specifically, but like a, a scan of the topography, I guess. 15 out of 15. You were aiming for under, under 12 there. Um... <laughs> I'm not the one scam for this, I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it seems like a kind of it's a rocky area. You might be able to kind of take shelter next to some rocks, but you're not picking up any caves or anything. Uh, no signs of any caves or any kind of outcrops that would uh, give us shelter. So it looks like maybe we're going to have to set up the equipment. All right, let's find a shelter spot within these trees. Where would be a better place? <laughs> Oh, you've got oh, the survival skills, so perhaps you could do a roll or something to, to look around and see if there's somewhere ideal. Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, if we're using your survival skill, this would be a difficulty one inside security. 15 and 5. So that is, uh, that is one success. You're aiming for under 14. So, yeah, you're, you, you notice a, a, a much... Let me give it. Let me give a proper description of this clearing then. So it it's kind of, as I say, it seems to be like a kind of almost a bit like a sort of like a kind of fault line thing has happened here, where part of the land is now higher than the other, which has caused this kind of um, clearing. You look left and right; it actually it's quite a long sort of break in the trees. You know, it's not to the horizon or anything like that, but it's about a hundred meters across to the from where you are to where the downhill where the trees start again, and to either side maybe two three hundred meters is clear and these sort of rocky outcroppings are sort of sticking out all through it and everything there's, there's moss growing on them that this doesn't appear to be like a you know this isn't this hasn't happened now because of the storm um but this is a result of some kind of geological activity uh you you kind of if you're looking you're looking specifically for like somewhere that's going to be out of the rain better than the trees or are you sort of looking for like a safe spot to set up a survival tent or something what's the specific thing you're looking for here probably about both really okay if, yeah all right i mean among among the kind of rocks i mean it's all kind of a downhill slope so there's probably not a great place to actually set up there um but the you can see that um just before the trees on the other side start there are still some rocks kind of larger ones actually sticking out of the ground down there um, just before the tree line that you might be able to use to sort of get in at least covered from the wind in one direction that's I say 100 meters away down the hill essentially okay then probably best to go with that one then mm -hmm. right there's a spot further down the hill at 100 meters or so let's make our way there let's get going and get our stuff out Get some shelter at least from the elements. I saw. And Johnny kind of 
bumps on ahead in whatever direction she kind of pointed towards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, watch <for> off. <laughs> um, yeah, you feel uh, as you step out into the um, the sort of open area, you're now clear of all the sort of cover of the the plants and things for the first time. And you know, this is in the whole time of the walk, this is the furthest away you've been from the pods as well. So you kind of feel like you've got a little bit more. Um, a little bit more room to talk, as you would, <laughs> without the fear of um, immediately getting stuck with a bunch of uh, barbs. Um, <laughs> so you're kind of you're kind of picking your way um, as a group down this slope, uh, heading for the the trees again, um, picking your way sort of between the boulders and the rocky outcroppings. Uh, you make it about halfway across um, before you begin to hear. Even over the wind, an unfamiliar sound from off to your left. Listening for a second, you hear it again, slightly closer. It's unmistakably an animal call of some sort. You can't really gauge the distance, but Murphy, growing up on your grandparents' ranch, you've heard similar sounding calls before. The howling of wolves on the hunt. And then you hear a second call from your right. Then a third from behind you all. Eyes up. Oh, these phases are ready. that's going to do it for this episode uh, we'll be back in two weeks time with the continuation of this story on Thursday November the 18th and we hope you'll all join us for that uh, in the meantime you can get in touch with us on Twitter Instagram and Facebook all of which we are at pretend with dice uh, we'd love for you to join us on our discord server if you're a discord user uh, the invite links to which can be found in our Twitter bio and on the contact page and sidebar of our podbean site at pretendingwithdice.podbean.com uh, finally if you'd like to support the podcast with uh, some of your hard-earned uh, currency uh, you can find us on ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash pretending with dice uh, so for now that's our show we hope you all enjoyed it we'll see you next time